Hello, friends. Welcome back to the episode of Be Here for a While. Today's episode of Be Here for a While is brought to you by Fab Fit Fun. And it's so fun. Guys, I'll tell you about it later. Give you a little discount code. How you doing? Uh, I feel like everyone uh, is talking about this whole full moon thing or special moon. I don't know. I just feel like people keep bringing it up. And additionally on and there and like I guess it's like I don't know it's supposed to be kind of sending us all out of sorts or whatever I'm not I don't really follow this stuff but I just feel like I keep hearing about it and additionally on Sunday nights or just a couple nights ago I went to this like full moon women's meditation thing that Kristen Doty's t-shirt line James May put on coolest freaking thing Listen, I'm into meditation and all that stuff, and uh, but like to do it with like twenty to thirty other women in Malibu. We so we did so we did a meditation, and then we wrote down um, things that we wanted to release that we were holding on to, and then we also wrote a list of intentions and the stuff that we wanted to release. We then um, uh, burnt in a little bonfire thing, and so. Not only was it just the coolest uh, experience, but, um, okay, so it was held in Paradise Cove in Malibu. And for those of you that don't know what that is, like, there's, like, a Paradise Cove restaurant, like, right by the beach, but then there's, a, like, a like a gated community uh, just above it. So it's pretty deep in Malibu, and you have to, like, drive up this, you know, windy road to the top of a mountain hill thing, and it's a little gated community. Anyways... So that's where it was held. And afterwards, like me, Kristen, and a few of the other girls um, were hanging around a little bit longer with the two um, uh, women that ran it. And so then uh, they start explaining. Uh, we're all sitting around this bonfire, and it's like 10 p.m. And they start explaining that the houses and the whole community of Paradise Cove, they found out back in like the 70s when they originally built the restaurant that um that it was built on Chumash Indian burial ground so anyways um so the girl will start saying like yeah I, I basically have a bun like several Native American men that live in my house with me I'm like what do you mean she was like yeah it, my house is super haunted by uh by these Native American men. I don't know how she knows exactly they're men. She's like, I'm like, so how often do you even like, you know, notice anything? And she was like, probably like, I don't know, once every hour they will like bang on something or turn a light on and off or whatever. And I'm like, you're just fine with it. And they were like, actually, I feel really protected. So the two girls, there's, so there's two girls there and both of them, both of them have a house about, you know, five houses from each other. And um, so so they both have these stories and they were like, they were like, yeah, actually it makes you feel really safe and we're all just very used to it. And da, 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 da. she's like, one of our neighbors though, she goes, um, their hauntings are not quite as like peaceful. Like I guess like, uh, theirs will like throw plates across the room and stuff. I'm like, this is so cool. It's so insane. So she was like, yeah, she's like the way they found out about it is when they built the restaurant, like back in the seventies and they dug up the, um, the ground they found uh the remains of like over 60 bodies and um obviously now they have all these rules that you you have to be careful and you can't dig and everything after they discovered that 
And she goes, yeah. And then about a year ago, they were doing some electrical work on all of the houses in the neighborhood. And she said they, on every street, they cut just a one foot little trench thing. And on their street alone, in the one feet of trench along the the road, they found another six bodies. So she's telling me all this. I'm fascinated, not freaked out until I realize I parked about a half a mile away from the house because there was not really street parking. So we, I, I parked in this like, this like dirt, you know, like kind of a, a dirt road, abandoned lot type of thing. And then I was like, oh my God, I have to walk back to my car by myself now in the dark, like shit. But I didn't even think about it until like, I'd already like said bye to everyone and I left earlier and I probably could have had someone walk with me, but then I was just like, well, I'm already outside, might as well just do it. So I'm walking back to my car and it's like now probably like 1030 at night and I just heard the story of all these hauntings and I'm like, I am so scared right now. And it's it's really remote, like... There's a bunch of houses around, but it, it does feel super, super remote. And so I have, I got my taser in one hand. I got my mace in the other hand. I have my keys through my knuckles and I'm, I'm using my phone as like a flashlight. And by the way, no light, no street lights, nothing. It's pitch black. And so I'm walking back to my car and I have to pass this like, this like little park thing and First thing that freaked me the hell out is there was just a random bicycle that someone either abandoned there or they someone was somewhere and in the bushes or somewhere and they just left their bike there and so I was like oh my god like this is this is the night I get murdered this is screw the Native American hauntings like there I frankly I hope they protect me like now I'm just gonna get murdered I'm in the middle of nowhere this is terrifying so I'm walking 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 see the bike. And then I'm about maybe, I don't know, 100 feet from my car at this point. And in the middle of the night, 1030 at night, all of a sudden, a man starts running towards me, running towards me with a flashlight. I'm like, literally, I don't think my heart's ever pounded so hard in my life. I, I was like, what is my game plan right now? I got the maze. I got the taser. Like, do I just start spraying once he gets close, do I give him the benefit of the doubt? Why are you running towards me with a flashlight at night? And so, I mean, he he gets he gets towards me. He gets right up to me. And I go, hi. Because I'm like, oh, I'll just, you know, make yourself known. And he kind of just like, well, he was, here's the thing. He wasn't trying to attack me or anything. But he was jogging shirtless at night with a flashlight and so he just kind of like grunted at me and like ran past. But like how terrifying running towards me in the middle of the night right after I'd heard this scary story. And so I, I basically, oh, and by the way, might I just add too. He was just kind of doing like laps up and down his street. So he ran past me and then about five seconds later turned around and starts running back towards me again. He passed me again before I was able to get into my car. And I got in my car, quickly locked the doors and was just and like basically sped off. And I was like, I, I don't, obviously he did not mean any harm. Thank God. But terrifying, terrifying. Anyways, I just had to share that. Um, but other than that, great experience. I got, I, I burned some things I'd been holding on to, some things I wanted to release. 
um, which I think is a great thing to do. If you guys, you know, hopefully you guys did something like that. Like it's not good to hold on to, you know, negative thoughts or patterns or, you know, resentment or anger or victim mentality or any of that stuff. So it felt really good to be able to release that and then get charged at by a jogger at night. (sighs) Yeah. Anyways, uh, as always, I want to thank you guys so, so, so very much for listening to the podcast and supporting me and you know, it just means so much. And I, and I saw I got um, several reviews come in uh, last week after I uh, asked for, the, for review, positive reviews and five stars uh, for my birthday present. So I want to thank you for that. And if you could, I just so appreciate it if you would leave five stars and a good review because it just helps to keep the podcast going. And yeah, I love you guys. You guys are my friends. And I hope to see you soon in one of the cities that I'm in. I'm still putting together a tour. Um, and But right now I will be... In Seattle, Washington, August 22nd at Laughs Comedy Club. You can get tickets either at rachelobriancomedy.com or at the Laughs Comedy Club website. That's going to be so fun. I'm from the Pacific Northwest, so I'm sure there'll be a lot of people I know there. And we're going to have a blast, so let's party. And then um, I I mentioned on the last couple podcasts that I will be in Bozeman, Montana, uh, performing at the Hot Springs. It now looks like um, it's just going to be a meet and greet, so still come out and hang. Um, yeah. So that's, I will be there July, well, I'll be there at the Hot Springs July 21st through the 24th. So I'm there the whole time, but I think that we still wanted to maybe do the meet and greet like on the 22nd, which is a Tuesday. Anyways, well, again, guys, thank you so much for listening. I love you. And my guest today, super excited. Um, you guys know her and love her from Vanderpump Rules and from her podcast, Shenanigans. She's adorable. She really opens up on this podcast. I'm pretty sure she reveals some stuff that... Um, I don't think she's talked about publicly yet. So some dating little heartbreaks and some <laughs> some she answers uh, some listener questions. One specifically that I kept getting asked after Brittany and Jax's wedding about her and Shep. She's super candid about that. So, um, yeah, she's awesome. She's adorable. Without further ado, give it up for Miss Sheena Shea. Sheena. Hey. Thanks for doing this. Thanks for having me again. It's um, been a while. I know. Uh, I love your new apartment. Thank it's you. It's gorgeous. Your patio is bigger than most people's apartments. I, it's literally bigger than all of my friends' New York's apartments and some in Well, LA. that's not hard to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's gorgeous. Thank you. Did you move um, this far away from everyone to actually just get away from everyone? Obviously. <laughs> and I'm not talking about like the hustle and bustle of West Hollywood. I'm talking about like our group of friends. <laughs> I mean, uh, at first I moved to Vegas. I mean, as if that wasn't far enough. And then when I moved back, I just loved being away from everything and everyone so much yeah. that I was like, you know what? Park La Brea is just a little too in the mix. Like, I need to be away. I also love to travel. And when mm-hmm. I was living in Vegas, I was flying every week because I would do my show six nights a week. After every Tuesday night show, I would fly to LA, do my podcast on Wednesday, fly back Thursday. And I'm like, okay, if I'm going to keep this up, like traveling mm-hmm. back and forth, I need to be closer to an airport. That's true. So, you are so much closer because it's, it literally tacks on at least an extra hour to totally. live in West Hollywood to get to the airport. Yeah. It's so annoying. And I save so much money on Ubers. It's literally a $12 Uber for me to get to LAX. Yeah. Do you know what's funny is I feel like when you were living in Vegas, you were more likely to see people that you knew than you are living on the West side of Los Angeles. Right. Like, Cause no one comes there. Totally. Yeah. It was like every week when I flew back from Vegas, 
like I saw like so many people that like I don't see as much now. I'm like, why when I lived in Vegas did we hang out all the time like every week and now I never see you? I don't <laughs> I don't see my friends that live on the west side. I don't it's just a thing. Like yeah. no one wants to it's easier to go to the valley for some reason from where we live. Like the yeah. west side just seems like a trek. I mean honestly for me living here, it's easier to go to the valley than it is to go to West Hollywood. How? Where? Because like all of our friends live off like the 170 or the 101. Yeah. So I'm right off the 90, yeah. hop on the 405, get on the 101. I'm at, in the valley in 25 minutes. Whereas that we're just giving people on the podcast directions around Los right? Angeles. <laughs> <laughs> this is great content. They're like, what? They're like, I don't, what are you talking about? And you know how people like, I think it's like only a California thing where you say like the 90, the 405. Mm-hmm. Like other places, so, they're we're like, so arrogant. Yeah. They're like, like no, it's the only one highway back. 101. Yeah. And I'm like, no, it's the 101. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's because we think it's the only highway called that. Mm-hmm. Um, what was it like, actually? I've never really talked to you about your Vegas show. Like, did you feel like Britney Spears? <laughs> or, like, did, was it literally, like... I mean, I guess I can relate to it being a stand-up, but but as a stand-up, it's literally, like, I put on whatever outfit, you know, most likely I try to not look cute. Yeah. Just go on stage. It's just one microphone and me, and I talk for an hour. Like, you had a full, like full-on show yeah I mean it is actually very similar to stand-up if you were doing the exact same routine Mm -hmm. every night for like five months yeah that was what I was doing I mean I wore the exact same thing but I had a couple changes so Mm -hmm. I started out in this like nerdy teacher librarian outfit and then very early in the show like the second act I changed then I'm in like a cute sexy cocktail dress and then by the end of it I'm stripping out of the cocktail dress and I'm like taking off piece by piece I didn't get naked but I'm in like a bra and like a high-waisted like um bottom part whoa the the cat just literally (laughs) is that what they do they just (laughs) they just jump (laughs) every time I'm doing my podcast here they just like want to be on top of the machine I'm like go away I know they were I was like that one's gonna step on it yeah um but yeah so I had like a few quick changes which took a little bit of time to get used to because Mm -hmm. it's a live show so you know with the music and the cues and everything you only have so much time Mm -hmm. to change but it was literally the best experience of my life probably other than doing Tyler Henry Hollywood Medium like that show to do that it was incredible but like living in Vegas and doing a show every night it's just yeah and I've never I I would 100% do that yeah and plus I've never really had like a full-time like normal job so Mm -hmm. this like gave me that discipline in my life that I felt like it was the right time I was going through a breakup Mm -hmm. I was not in a good place at all and moving away starting over having new friends having something to look forward to doing every single night and you busy too so you're not like at home like sad going through the break exactly actually doing something and keeping your mind busy. right and you can relate to this being able to be on stage and make people laugh Every night, it was the most validating, like, best feeling oh, ever. I'm surprised you're able to, like, not do it right now. Like, I, because you get so addicted to the feeling I know. of, like, do you think you'll do it again? I'm thinking about going it, back at the end of the year for a few months. be the same show? Same show. So they just do, like, guest spots, like, rotating? Didn't Kendra? Kendra started it. Kendra yeah. Wilkinson and Jay Rodriguez started the show. And then Chester Lockhart and I took over for them. Mm-hmm. I would only do the show again if it were Chester or Jay opposite me. Mm-hmm. Um, the Stefan character, who's like the 
tall, sexy, straight guy who has like an accent. He was like my love interest. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved the guy, Chris, who did the show with me. He's not in it right now. So I'm like, that character could switch out, but I do have to kiss that character every night. So it has yeah. to be someone like I want to kiss every night. Yeah. Or at least I'm okay can't, kissing. I mean, can't you fake it? Yeah, totally. But I mean, we like, we had fun with it. Like yeah. we would like mess with each other. Like there were sometimes where he just stuck his tongue down my throat and I wasn't expecting it. And I'm like, whoa. Or there was like a time where I'd like <laughs> pinch him really quick and it was like we just had so much fun I'm so with it. I'm bummed I didn't get to see it. I hope you do do it. I again. know. I really, even if like I do just like a guest like spot like on the weekend or something, like I really just want to do it again because so many of my friends didn't get a chance to come out and see it. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, at the time, like Chris and Katie, Stassi and I weren't really friends. So like none of them got to come out and see it. And I know now if I were doing it, oh the God, entire so cast fun. of Vanderpump Rules would be out there. I wish you would do it during the summer so that it could be filmed too. I wanted to. I'm like, why don't we have, you know, like Vanderpump Cocktail Garden, mm-hmm. have me do my show. We can do a little thing in Vegas. But Lisa personally has been through so much in her life right now I think that that was something we had talked about doing but that's kind of put on hold right now obviously Mm -hmm. so your friendships with everyone are like back to when did when did you everyone start getting along again at least in terms of for you I would say about a year ago it was Mm -hmm. like mid last summer solving was a really big turning point for us and I'm so bummed that there were so many fun scenes we filmed that no one got to see because it was like because they don't care about when it's fun of course not why would they care about oh god cut that they're laughing exactly wait they're they're having fun they like each other cut that (laughs) shit Yeah, but there was this moment where we were on, it was like a horse ranch winery, Mm -hmm. and Lala and Ariana were riding horses. Brittany was sick in the hotel room. And so it was just myself, Kristen, Katie, and Stassi, and we just got so drunk, and I was just telling them about my date with Robbie Hayes, and then this other guy from The Bachelorette I was talking to, and they're like, oh my God, you're like a real-life bachelorette. And they just had so much fun with all of my single stories that we just totally bonded again in that moment and then it just slowly has grown back into a really good friendship again yeah I think it was just partially like I mean we talked about this on your podcast that uh when you were dating the doorman uh (laughs) thank you (laughs) you you just were I think I think he made you so anxious that all the time yeah that you just you you couldn't be yourself and I think you probably I would guess because I've been in relationships relationships like that before where like you make yourself so available for them because like you kind of always feel like, uh, like, could I be on the outs at any time? So right. like you don't make the f- time for your friends. Yeah. It's a huge mistake. No, I felt so pathetic in that relationship. Looking mm-hmm. back, like in hindsight, I think just at the time, you know, my marriage failed and I was so used to being in a relationship at that point that I just hopped into another one and just, I lived my same life and just changed the person living That's in it That's a really with good me. way to put it. Yeah. Like for Shay, I mean, he had to completely start over. He moved back in with his parents. He had to get a new job. He had like lost mm-hmm. a bunch of his friends in LA because, you know, he it just, it was kind of weird. It was like, it's not that everyone picked my side, but mm-hmm. at the time everyone distanced themselves well, from him. Well, it's hard because everyone knew Shay through you though. Totally. So like, what, do you, what are they going to do? Yeah. You know? So it's like, you know, as much as his world was turned upside down, but also, you know, his fault. Yeah. But I just kept living my same life and just replaced the person in it. Do you feel like that was like kind of, even though it was probably easier to just sort of replace someone and not have to like hit rock bottom, essentially like Shay did. And you would have never had to hit rock bottom like that because it wasn't your fault. However, do you feel like you would have grown to the person you are now quicker 
had you not just jumped in with Rob? Does that make sense? Because I feel like you've grown a lot from the situation. Yes and no. No more so because Rob, ugh, I hate saying his name. <laughs> Doorman was like a huge learning experience for mm-hmm. me. And he really taught me what my worth is and what I deserve. And that's way better than him. Yeah. He was the most selfish human I've ever dated in my entire life. It was all about him all the time. That was all he cared about. I lived my life for him. Mm -hmm. I, you know, if his dog needed to go to the groomer, if she needed to be fed, if she needed to get dropped off, like whatever it was I did for him, if he needed a co-host on his stupid show, I co-hosted for him. I got in trouble with like, you know, contractually because I was doing things that I wasn't getting permission for because he needed me. And it was just like, I was doing everything just to make his life easier, whatever I could do, because I was so desperate for this to work. It was someone who was in my life, you know, 10 years prior, Mm -hmm. someone who was always kind of like the one that got away, the what if. Yeah. And I was just in my head. I remember telling myself when we started dating, I'm like, if this doesn't work out, like I'm not going to be okay. So Mm -hmm. everything I did was just, you you needed to save face with everyone. Yeah. I said that this would work and he's, he was someone I dated a long time ago and like it has to work yeah no this it's is not. my fairy tale yeah it's not too soon after the divorce i totally processed the divorce in three weeks i'm totally fine <laughs> <laughs> i'm fine everyone i'm fine botox botox right exactly thank god for botox <laughs> so funny do you feel like he used you at all like when you say like you had to be a coast on a show and like i i i don't I, it's hard for me to say good things about him because i despise him so much yeah. i genuinely still to this day do not believe he used me he wanted nothing to do with vanderpump rules it was pulling teeth to get him mm-hmm. to do the show and everyone else will say otherwise mm-hmm. but i truly don't believe i mean he only used you me. really know that i mean right yeah and everyone uh, can speculate like oh but he was filming it's like but if you yeah. pull teeth to make him do it then and also the way he was around my friends and i mean he was a different person on camera he was completely shut down on camera mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And after that rumor about him cheating on me, he just shut down in life. Mm-hmm. Like we were never the same again. Yeah. And he stayed with me because he didn't want me to have a breakup storyline after a divorce storyline. I'm like, oh my God, thank you so much for pity staying with me and then breaking up with me two weeks after we wrapped. Did thank he, you so much. Did he tell you that? That's yeah. why he did that? Yeah, he he fought it out and stayed with me all summer because no, he didn't want- it would have been better if you broke up on camera exactly. because then you wouldn't have looked like you were trying to like salvage something where someone wasn't being nice to you. Yeah. I know. I wish he would have just dumped me when that happened. I would have been like, okay, well, fuck you. Yeah. If you're not man enough to deal with a little rumor that you kissed a girl mm-hmm. when I know you didn't, I'm not accusing you of it. We're not fighting over it. I called you like low key laughing, being mm-hmm. like, oh my God, you will not believe the latest gossip about you. And he's like, what? And just in that moment on that phone call, I just felt him shut down like over the phone and then when I saw him a couple days later it just was never the same well I think but I do think for someone that like didn't necessarily want to do the show and like during filming like something that could hurt their reputation he probably just shut down in general yeah very much like was yeah so it just it was never the same and he literally just like you know waited until the end of filming broke Mm -hmm. up with me Broke my heart, then strung me along for, was it August, September, October, November, uh, about four and a half more months, Mm -hmm. just like we were friends with benefits. And then that for me in my fucked up mind was still working because I'm like, no, I still have him. I still have him. And he wasn't hooking Mm -hmm. up with anyone else. But the second I did, he lost his shit. And I'm like, I feel like that's happened to you more than once recently where like someone 
Didn't that happen with I don't I forgot Adam. Okay, I forgot for a long time about mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Where he didn't want to date you. Uh-huh. And then you hooked up with someone else and yeah. then he freaked out. Lost his shit. That is such an obnoxious male ego. I thing. know, like, and you know you, now. You said I went out of the. Didn't you go out of out of the way? Like wrote Adam a card, and we're yes. like, okay, I think I, we should try this. Yeah, I was like, you know what? Like, what do we have to lose? Mm-hmm. Like, we're best friends. We're clearly attracted to each other. We have this insane connection. Why don't we just try it? If it doesn't work out, and we break up. Then we break up. Mm-hmm. But like, what we're doing now isn't working. And he was just like, he literally that day he read the card, he had tears in his eyes and he was just like, I don't know what to say. He's like, I'm terrified of commitment. I just don't think I can do it. I don't think I can ever commit to anyone. Oh, fast forward to last week. I'm on a flight back from Kentucky yeah. and I'm getting all of these screenshots sent to me. My Wi-Fi was only working on messaging. So I just have all these tap to download, tap to download. I'm like, what is what this? Are they? So I land and I get all of these pictures now downloaded. And from he, who? um, from there were fans on mm-hmm. Instagram sending okay. me random DMS, uh, Janet, my friend, Dana, Logan, just several people. Quick side note. That's so funny to me when people don't think you're going to find out. Like if you're dating someone that is that has a podcast and is somewhat like high profile. Like that's how I found out that loser. I'm not going to say his name. The last guy I did, yeah. cheated on me. Some girl DM'd me. Like you're, are you that stupid? Then yeah. If you're going to be a cheater or like try to hide something, then don't date someone that other people will know. Right. Like that's so dumb. Anyways, continue. So... I get all of these photos sent to me and he was on a romantic vacation in Mexico with this chick who he has told me for the last three years is just a friend. She was dating one of his buddies from college. Like she was his only other platonic girlfriend like that he had. Like, I mean, it was me and then we crossed the line, but Mm -hmm. she was just a friend, just a friend, just a friend. And then I see all of this shit and I'm like, whoa, homie, you were just on my couch cuddling me watching a movie last week after you picked me up at the airport and you're now on a vacation Wait, this with is this all, like, only a few weeks ago? Oh, this is like last week, the last two weeks. Oh my God. Yeah. Who, who, did he post it on his Instagram or how did these people get DMs? Um, he posted on his Instagram. He posted a photo with his arm around her and he's posted photos with her before, but he yeah. also has posted similar photos with me when I was with dude. Okay. And just like when we were just friends. So I'm like, well, we posted photos like that yeah. together. And I'm like, that's just his friend. So that photo to me, when I saw that, I was like, that's nothing like yeah. whatever. And I had also muted him months ago, but I only saw that photo. Cause I was sitting next to my mom at the airport and she was scrolling on Instagram and I saw it and I was like, what's that? And she's like, wasn't going to tell you, you've muted him. You said you didn't want to know. And I was like, yeah, but now it's, it's right here in front of my face. Yeah. And she's like, I don't know. It looks like they're dating. And I was like, no, Adam's not dating someone like he can't commit. Remember? So did the people that were DMing you, did they somehow have other photos? Um, so I guess he had posted one, another static post and then deleted it. But on his story, I guess he had posted some things, but people were then, she, um, had her account public. Uh So people were going on her page and she has this whole like highlight of like 2019 with a heart and had all these like romantic photos of them, like two drinks, two coffees, two this, them cave diving, them holding hands. Then I was like, what? Oh my God. I can't wait to look at this after we're done. What? I was shook. So what'd you do? Did you call him on it? Fuck yeah, I did. So um, he got back the same day I got back from Kentucky. What a liar. Yeah. Because so I would have believed, to be perfectly honest, I would have believed him too if I were you because you guys were just platonic for a while. So it's like yeah. clearly he can have platonic friendships. Uh-huh. And then you guys crossed the line and you probably just didn't assume he crossed the line with two friends at the same time. No, exactly. 
So I decided to meet up with him in person because I was like, I was texting him about it and that was going nowhere. And he's like, I'm not texting you about this. Like, this is a double standard, blah, blah, blah. So I was like, okay, then meet up with me in person. So we did. And I meet him on the rooftop of the place he works at. It was like really hot that day. Literally sits down, takes his fucking shirt off. What a douchebag to show me his perfect abs and like tan from his Mexican vacation. Oh God, I, but I wouldn't have cared. I'd be like, put your shirt back no, on. No, I dude. was just like gross. <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? We're going to make this real quick and wrap it on yeah. up. And I was like, Do you think long? he took it off to like literally be a douche or was he just hot? I think both, okay. but just to be a douche. Okay. So he does that and then he's like just like kind of like leans back and he's like I mean I don't really know what to say like I I don't know what you want and I'm like are you okay like you're psychotic like you are a fucking sociopath like what do you what, what is fuck? wrong with you and I'm like how long has this been going on for he says seven weeks and I'm like interesting because we weren't talking for a while like back in April mm -hmm. and for the last seven weeks we have been talking we have been hanging out you didn't think once to mention you're like talking to someone yeah. like not at all and you know I'm gonna see it on social media exactly like are you are that dumb okay yeah. And he was even so dumb as to bring her into fucking Tom Tom. And when? Yeah, this was about eight weeks ago, eight, nine weeks ago. Uh -huh. And when you still thought they were just friends, though. Right, but yeah. I didn't know it was her. So Janet was there that night. Max, who is the manager at TomTom, mm -hmm. Tom, they both let me know that Adam was there with the girl. So I texted him the next day and I was like, yo, I was like, I know you were at TomTom Tom last night with the girl. Just if it's a friend from college, like I, that's what I assume. I'm not going to get crazy. Mm -hmm. Like we're not hooking up anymore. But like if you are dating someone, I would just appreciate if like you had enough respect for me to just give me a heads up instead of taking them into basically my place of employment. Yeah. Like all the Vanderpump restaurants, like I work there basically. Yeah. So like all of my friends work there. I'm there Everyone's four nights a week. Everyone's going to tell you about it. Everyone's going to talk about it. It's embarrassing. I'm going to find out. And he's like, oh God, no, that's my friend from college. I used to work for her dad. Like it's nothing. Now come to find out. Oh, not only was, were you at TomTom Tom with her, you took her to a Dodger game. You took her to the fucking Venice pier. You're going around all these places that I'm at. They went to Mexico. And then they go to Mexico. So did was Janet able to say like see the photo and then be like that's the girl he was with at Tom Tom? Um, actually, you know what? I never even asked because I really just don't even give a fuck so anymore. So how did you put it two and two together that it was the same person? Because she was in LA on her highlight. There's like a Dodger Stadium, Venice Beach. Oh, she it doesn't was, live here. No, she lives in Atlanta. Oh, okay. So it was the same time that he was with the girl at Tom Tom. Oh, so yeah, it's the same one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So long story short, he says that it's a double standard. And he's like, with the amount of guys like you've hooked up with or dated in the last year. And I'm like, Adam, here's the difference. If you were just casually hooking up with someone, that would be a double standard for me to get mad at you. I have zero right to say mm -hmm. anything. You're posting a romantic vacation with her. Mm -hmm. That's the difference. I, and he was like, you used to post shit with Max all the time when you guys were dating. I was like, no, 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 no. I never did a static post. I never posted anything coupley. I never posted anything on story, just the two of us. There was always Zach, Logan, or James, Raquel, someone else mm -hmm. in the snaps or Insta stories that I posted out of respect for him. Also, when I started dating Max, three, four days in, mm -hmm. 
I sat Adam down face to face. I was like, just so you know, I'm interested in this person. We're going to see where it goes. Max sat him down and was like, yo, bro, like, I know you and Sheena aren't dating, but just man to man, like, as like, you know, like yeah, an acquaintance of yours thing to do, that's but like he above and beyond. Yeah. Nice. He didn't need to do that. But he didn't think that I was owed that same respect. And he goes, well, what's the difference if you were, he's like, I mean, I didn't want to hurt you. So that's why I didn't say anything. I'm like, so you think me finding out on social media from strangers like from DMs from fans, like you think that that was the way I wanted to find out. You think that doesn't hurt? And he goes, well, if it's going to hurt you either way, what's the difference? Ew. And I go, you know what? The wow. difference you is. You can't hang out with him anymore if he's I it. said, the difference is, had you been a man and told me to my face, mm -hmm. you would have still had a friend in me. But you didn't. Mm -hmm. You were a coward. I feel sorry for your girl. Good luck to you. I'm out. I grabbed my purse. I walked away. I have not heard from him since. We've unfollowed each other. He didn't try and reach out. He didn't try and chase after me. Mm -hmm. Call me after. Text me. Nothing. I'm like, wow, you really are just a piece of shit who just doesn't care about me or my feelings after everything I've done for him. Iceland, numerous favors, rides. Like, I can't even name how mm -hmm. many things I did for that kid. And I'm just like, wow, you don't even so think. So disappointing. Like, so friendship over, you don't think you'll ever forgive completely him? Completely done, dead. Mm -hmm. Like, I even, like, I, it makes me sad, but, like, I even, like, unfollowed his sister-in-law and friends because I just don't want to see anything yeah. about him anymore. I did this, um, well, last night you were there, the mm -hmm. meditation thing that yeah. we did. Was that um, one of the things you released? Yeah, that was the first thing I released. I was going to just write Adam three times, but I wrote Adam, I wrote Rob, and then I wrote anger because I've been holding on to some anger mm -hmm. that I'm trying to just let go of. Yeah. But I'm just like, I literally feel like a weight's been lifted because he was such a toxic energy in my mm -hmm. life, but I loved him so much mm -hmm. that I couldn't let go. And I'm like... Thank you for making it so easy for me sometimes to get over you. Sometimes that helps. Like you just need that like kick in the ass where you're just like, oh my God, they're an asshole. Yeah. It's so amazing to me like how little pride a lot of guys have nowadays where like yeah. he would let you like take him to Iceland and do all these things, but, and then still lie to your face. And then when you call him on something later, just being like, well, if you're going to find out anyways, it's like, do you not know that you look like an asshole? Yeah. And I'm like, do you Adam, just not care? You literally could have sat me down and been like, look, here's the thing, Sheena. Like, I know I said last summer, like, I couldn't commit and I possibly could never commit to anyone. Mm -hmm. And that's just, like, not in the cards for me. But, like, you know, so and so and I have been friends for a long time. Things have kind of taken a turn. I just, like, want to give you the respect and heads up that, like, you might see some stuff on social media. I'm so sorry if this hurts you. Like, he was too much of a pussy to say that to me. I'm like, mm -hmm. it would have just taken a few sentences sentences and we could have the friendship would have absolutely changed I would have way distanced myself but I still would have wished him a happy birthday a merry Christmas been here for him if he needed a ride from the airport like mm -hmm. we still could have been like light friends more acquaintances but I wouldn't have despised him and had this like negative feeling towards him mm -hmm. and now I'm just like fuck you and good riddance dude yeah I mean it's, it's better Dang. that you know mm -hmm. better that you know and I feel like you're doing the right thing with dating though where you're like you, like, because you were in so many monogamous relationships for so long, yeah. married, and then Rob right afterwards, that like you're you're finally doing this like long period of time where like you're dating around, yeah, like and that's kind of what you're supposed to be doing. Mm -hmm. So you're not getting like like you don't you're not that upset about Adam. I mean, you no, know, I mean you're hurt, but more so it seems on a friendship level. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's like you know, do did I see myself marrying Adam and growing old with him and living happily ever after? No. Mm -hmm. But I wasn't ready for it to end. I wasn't ready for the sex to end or the friendship or mm -hmm. anything we were doing. I I've never even with my ex-husband, my ex-boyfriend, I never had the type of connection I had with Adam and the passion that I had with him. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to let that go because I was afraid I would never find that again. Mm -hmm. 
I haven't. But yet. You, you will. I mean, I, I hope so. But also, like, I hope I find that passion with someone who treats me with respect. Yeah. Because absolutely. he didn't do that. He yeah. used me. Well, because also, eventually, passion will go away. And re- respect's not something that you can ever really... If, if someone didn't respect you from the beginning, they're probably never going to respect you. Exactly. You know? And, like, passion's something that can get better with time or go away with time. Like, respect's something you have to have, like, overall. Yeah. No matter what. And he just clearly didn't respect me because he couldn't even have the balls. He had... Eight weeks he's been dating this chick. Two months you've had to tell me to my face every time we've hung out, had lunch, conversed over the phone, like anything. You've had so much time to tell me. Like, Oh, you think they've been dating solid for eight weeks? That's what he told me. Oh, he said that. Yeah. I oh. said, how long has this been going on for? And at the time, this was now, it's been like a week and a half. At but the time he said. he was just platonically friends with before. Yes. But they have now gone to the dating thing for eight weeks. Yep. Interesting. Uh-huh. Interesting. I feel like there's been so many birthdays back to back. This summer, I mean, it just feels like that every summer, I guess. But if it hasn't been your birthday, you can still treat yourself with Fab Fit Fun. It literally is like having a little like celebration for yourself every single time you receive your Fab Fit Fun box. So who else has tried Fab Fit Fun? If you don't already know about it, it's a seasonal box with full-size beauty, fitness, and lifestyle products. The box I received is epic. And each season's box features a variety of amazing quality brands. Big time quality brands like Tarte, Kate Somerville, Anthropology, Free People, Dr. Britt. And that's just the beginning of it. And you don't want to miss out because they sell out fast. And FabFitFun retails for $49.99, but it always has a value of over $200. But if you use my coupon code BEHERE, you're going to get $10 off your first box at FabFitFun.com. Okay, so check out www.fabfitfun.com and use the code BEHERE so you can save $10 off your first box, making it only $39.99. Again, that's fabfitfun.com and use the code BEHERE. You deserve to treat yourself. Are you dating anyone else now that you want to talk about? Um, I, I, also mean, ha- I also got a lot of messages from people after the wedding when I did a recap asking if you'd hooked up with Shep. <laughs> <laughs> literally like i we i did a, a podcast with lauren workus and yeah. we recapped the wedding and a lot of things were like oh how like you know who was there like who paid for the wedding what it was it really beautiful and then it was like did sheena hook up with shep couple more questions did sheena hook up with shep couple more questions who did shep hook up with? oh my god no shep was too drunk to hook up with anyone yeah yeah i we had a like five second sloppy makeout. Mm-hmm. i was like i can't do this you're too drunk like yeah. And I, at least he knew my name. I mean, I've known him for years, but yeah, I was yeah. like, he was, he no, then. no, but he was like, couldn't remember anyone's name the entire night. And I was like, do you know my name? He's like, obviously it's Sheena. So he just called everyone Sheena the entire night because he was the only oh name. Oh my God. He, he had a nickname for Janet too. It was like, oh yeah, Linda. Linda. Yeah. Linda. He was just like, I'm not going to yeah, remember anyone's name. Yeah. Oh yeah. He was. So, so the answer to the question, guys, you did not hook up with him. At the we wedding. did not hook up. Would you ever date Shep? No, you know, I've, I've thought about it before, but like the fact that he's what 37 and still just like in this like frat boy party mode, Mm -hmm. I don't know that he's ever truly going to grow out of that. And he just, I I love him. I I think he is such a dear human. Like Mm -hmm. he's honestly probably the funniest male I've ever met in my entire life. Mm -hmm. He just makes me laugh. And like, we have such a great time together, Yeah, but he it's the drinking it's it's a problem yeah I I, I, I couldn't deal with that no. I mean but I, I agree I, I love him too I think he's great I mean I there's there's people that have like negative opinions about him but like I I don't I mean he's been nothing but wonderful to me and like I, I feel like I got to know him like 
really well at the wedding and like I don't know I just think he's a great dude I do too and you know what maybe he, he'll he may grow up I I think I think when you're you're born into like that kind of wealth and like and I think that Charleston truly is like like a such a party town because I think it, it's just like a lot of like people like guys that do that have no reason to grow up yeah like LA can be kind of like that, but it is also so expensive here. And people in LA also go on like health kicks and stuff. Like it's actually kind of cool to be sober or yeah. to not be shit faced and stuff. And I just think that that's the culture of Charleston, the culture of the South. And so it's harder maybe for them. I yeah. don't know. Like it's not frowned upon at all. Right. And you know what? Maybe his party girl is out there waiting for him, yeah. you know, but I don't think it's me actually I know it's not me yeah. <laughs> um that was kind of like we've like hung out and like I mean we've hooked up before I've never slept with him but like mm-hmm. we've definitely rounded several bases when like in New York or something this was when he did my podcast last year it was one of in my LA? yeah mm-hmm. I think I was pretty sure I was still living in Vegas at the time but it was that's why I guess I was wondering where any where like random uh listeners would even have gotten it in their head like it was my podcast because of that okay yeah we were flirting the whole time and then I was like let's go get drinks and then we went to pump and then we went to sir and then we went to break room 86 and then we went to my bedroom okay <laughs> <laughs> I mean it's a natural progression you know yeah, it was obviously 17 tequila <laughs> shots later and we're like okay if you want to go down on me sure Whatever. it's fine you're single <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Okay, so, so we can put that one to bed. That yes. you did not hook up with him at the wedding, but you have before. Yes. Okay, I have to see if there are listener questions. I did it about... Okay, so I, I had posted a thing on Instagram to do listener questions, um, but it was like literally five minutes before I pulled into Sheena's house, but a few people did message. Okay, Sheena, can I ask you listener questions? Yep, let's do it. Uh, how do you feel like the show has changed since you started? And what's the best and worst thing that has come from the show? And what would cause you to leave the show? That's a lot of questions. Um, How is it changed? That's a huge SNL fan. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I mean, it's changed in the sense that, you know, we we all make a lot more money now. Mm -hmm. Just in, I mean, and not just on the show, but just in life in general. We've all gotten so many opportunities. So, you know, we've all upgraded apartments and cars and bought houses. And that's a big part of the show this season is, you know, showing us all I mean, pretty much almost everyone except Stassi as homeowners. Yeah. Um, and so she can clearly afford it. It's of just, course. Yeah. yeah. She just likes her little WeHo bubble. And yeah. you know what? To each their own. Yeah. Totally. I mean, I didn't want to buy a house in LA. That's why I bought a vacation home in Palm Springs. Which makes me so happy because yes. I have to see you there more now. But um, yeah. So, I mean, I think it's changed in the sense that we've all just like really grown up. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the next one? There was like yeah. a four part question. Yeah, I know. Uh, best and worst thing that's come from the show. The best thing, my Vegas show, that mm-hmm. was the best opportunity. And although I did audition for that, like, I don't think if I wasn't on Vanderpump Rules, they might have been like, oh, yeah. hey, we let's send out a casting call. And maybe this random actress, Sheena, in L.A. wants to, you know. Totally. So I think that's probably the best opportunity that's come out of it. Also, getting a podcast, Podcast One, has been amazing and a dream mm-hmm. come true. Getting to use my broadcast journalism degree. Yeah. Um, and that stuff's only going to continue on. Like, even after the show, like, it's like you you'll always have that credit and totally. all this stuff so people you're always going to be one step ahead of or several steps ahead of you know just random actress she yeah totally yeah. um the worst thing I mean losing relationships but I know that it was the right thing because those relationships weren't right for me but I think the worst you're talking about like Shay yeah just you don't I think mean that would have happened anyways 
I I don't know that we would have gotten married necessarily so oh. soon if okay. there wasn't a show. Okay. I think we probably would have waited a little longer. But at the time, you know, the show could end. I, still, it could end any season. You never know. And when it got picked up for season two, like, we're like, we knew we were best friends and we wanted to be together. Forever. We're like, we should get engaged now and get married. Like, it was a mutual thing. We talked about it. Like, mm-hmm. we made jokes before, like, if we ever were on a TV show, like, engaged, married, kid, this, that. Like, yeah. we, like, kind of had it planned. And then the Which plan. Just surprising to me, though, because he did not like filming and didn't feel comfortable. He hated it. So it's so weird that he so he was initially like maybe into it, but then or, or he it wasn't just for him. He knew it was making me happy, so he just yeah. you know was saying what I wanted to hear and was just doing what mm-hmm. I wanted and living out my dreams. But I think um, just dating in general, and it's not necessarily the worst part, but for me now being single the last two years, how do I know that the guy I'm going out with wants to be with me because they genuinely like who mm-hmm. I am as a person or if they just want to get some camera time and, that, that's and gain be some followers because doorman gained a hundred K from me. Yeah. So it's like, if they're like, Oh, well, you know, he got a bunch followers. of this hundred K followers. Sorry. Yeah. Not money. <laughs> the first time you said that to me, I was like, what? No. how did he get that money from you? A hundred thousand followers. Yeah. So it's like, you know, some people are into that and mm-hmm. it's just like, I think that's the worst part of it is just not knowing even girlfriends, like mm-hmm. meeting people yeah. in general, you just don't know people's intentions. And I think that's the worst part. Yeah. I could see that. Totally. Mm-hmm. Uh, what would cause you to leave the show? Um, getting fired. Yeah. You're like, I'm not late. It's been too good. Yeah. Oh, this is funny. Someone is called him doorman. What does she never regret most? This is Alisa. Oh, it's a girl. Alisa 808080. What does she never regret most? Marrying Shay, dating doorman, or hanging bang with Adam? Dating doorman. Yeah. Yeah. I could see that. Because I I will never regret anything with Shay. I, if I could go back in time, I would still marry him because that's what felt right at the time. I was in love with him. He was my best friend. Mm-hmm. I and knew. you guys were a very good couple for we a while. We were. I mean, sweet. we complimented each other so well. I was the loud one. He was the introvert. Like, we were a good balance for each other. Mm-hmm. And I saw how good he was with, like, all six of his nephews. Mm -hmm. He was so just, I knew he was going to be an amazing dad one day. Yeah. And I saw a future with him. I really, really did. Mm -hmm. Um, And he was very sweet. Like, that would be, Shay and you were one of those kind of couples where it's like, yeah, so she's, like, the hot, you know, whatever, you know, like, extrovert. But she's got this sweet, steady guy that's just in love with her. Yeah. Like where it's like, well, kind of what more can you ask for? Yeah. Until And I don't I don't want to regret the hang and bang with Adam. I because you know what? Now I've just I've seen his true colors and mm-hmm. I think he is just a user and it's sad. Mm-hmm. But I like if you asked me a few months ago I would say I regretted it because I'm like I lost my best friend. Mm-hmm. Had we never crossed the line, I could have had a lifelong friend. Yeah. But you know what? we did cross the line and his real real true colors came out Mm -hmm. and that's not someone I want in my life forever that's not an energy I want around but I mean he was it's crazy because I'm like I almost tweeted this um a few weeks or like a couple months ago when I was feeling super emo but I was like that's a little too much like (laughs) it's crazy how the person who helped fix your broken heart ended up breaking it oh that is good you know really sad because like it's true but that can happen he was there for like he literally Kristen really was one of my friends who really helped me get through the divorce Mm -hmm. and Adam was the person who really got me through my breakup with Rob like obviously I had Janet and so many other friends as well but Adam 
was there for me the entire time I lived in Vegas. I talked to him every day. He flew out to see me every three, four weeks. I flew back every week. He picked me up at the airport. We hung out every time I was Mm -hmm. back. Like he really was a great friend. Yeah. And then, you know, there was that attraction and it was, it was literally inevitable that it was going to happen. And it was great while it lasted. Like, You know, well, now maybe I know you guys will be friends in the future. Now I know maybe. what an orgasm is. Yeah, now I know what go. genuine passion feels like. So yeah. I don't want to regret it. It just, you know, people come into your life for a reason, a season, or a lifetime. And mm-hmm. Adam was a reason and a season. Yeah. Oh, there we go. There's another good little quote. Remember, I want you to get merch that says hang and bang on yes, it. Yes, hang and bang. You need to get that for your <laughs> podcast. Um, so Kaylin's um, wants me to ask you about freezing your eggs, which I, I'm very curious about the process. And like you've talked about it a lot with me, but it's still because, you know, I should probably be doing it, but I might just say like, fuck it. We'll see what happens in life. Yeah. But I don't know yet. So I highly recommend it to anyone who's like between the ages of, I mean, anywhere between like 28 and 40, because mm-hmm. some women who are 40 have, you know, amazing fertility numbers and get a lot of eggs. Mm-hmm. My AMH levels, which I can't even think of what that stands for right now, but your fertility levels through mm-hmm. my blood work were 0.28. And for my age, they should be 1.2, 2, 1.4 to 4.2. I should at least start with getting that checked. At least know okay. where your numbers are. Yeah. Because once I found out how low my fertility levels are, I'm like, the longer I stay on birth control, the older I get, the more, like, the harder it's going to be if I want to have kids naturally. Does the naturally. birth control kill the eggs? It definitely affects fertility. Yeah. Damn it. I, I know. Might be screwed. Okay. I know. Continue. So <laughs> that's why once I found that out, my doctor was like, I highly recommend this. And also in my um, Hollywood medium reading with Tyler Henry, he told me that he saw me having kids in life later in life in an unconventional way. Oh. And I was like, do you mean like adoption, like in vitro? And he was like, kind of like the in vitro sense. Like he goes something in that realm. And I go, well, I've been thinking about freezing my eggs for the past couple of years. And he goes, you need to do that. And so just that right there motivated me to just get on it now because I'm like, every other thing that he said too, he told me cut the cord with Adam. He said, this is not your person. He goes, wow. he goes, I feel, he goes, you're in, the, there's a six month period. He goes, we're in it now. And it was about six months. It was so crazy. And then it ended and then we started it back up again. I'm like, why didn't I listen to Tyler? He said six months and to just take it for what it was and to try and salvage the friendship. Uh And I mean, we just, we kept fucking it up. But it was like everything he said was so, pun intended, spot on. Wow, that's crazy. (laughs) So, okay, so what else? So the process of like freezing your eggs, like basically you have to treat your body right now like you're pregnant. Yeah. I literally like feel like I'm pregnant. Like yesterday people were smoking cigarettes. I'm like, I can't be around that. It's just mm-hmm. like, I can't have alcohol. I can't smoke weed. I can't have caffeine. I can't take CBD. Mm-hmm. I can't really eat a lot of simple carbs. Like I'm supposed to just be on a very healthy, low complex carb diet. Mm-hmm. And so, great. yeah, I mean, it's, it's great. And I mean, I feel amazing. Like I've had a, a couple moments where I do get like a little emotional. I mean, I'm injecting myself with lo- lots of hormones daily. Okay. So do you feel that? Like, do you feel like your emotions I, and hormones? Something has to trigger mm-hmm. it. So like if there was something the other day, I was filming a YouTube video with my friend Brett and we were just talking about me being single and like, you know how I've like dated fuck boys. And he was like, well, if you're going after fuck boys, does that make you a fuck girl? And he said it as a joke, but I was like, yeah, kind of like, and I was just like, you know, like I, I, I'm not going to act like I'm anything that I'm not like, have I, I don't even quite know what that term means. 
Like, I, what it would just, a fuck girl just be like you? No, just kind of being promiscuous and not yeah. really taking anything seriously mm-hmm. and just having fun and having sex and not yeah. looking for a relationship or love. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like, fuck boys are just, you know, they just want to get laid and they want to have their cake and eat it too. They don't want to commit. Well, if guys are allowed to do it, so are girls. Exactly. And, and I'm like, you know what? in long-term committed relationships. Exactly. And, yeah. and I'm like, I kind of am in that sense, in that, um, wait, sorry, one sec. Okay. Sorry. So- um, where was I? Uh, oh, like I think we're just like what the the fuck, fuck girl? boys? Yeah, 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 whatever. So he asked me this, and I'm like, you know what? Like, yeah, call me a fuck girl, call me whatever you want, but I'm like, you know what? When I was single in my early twenties, mm-hmm. things were easy, and I was happy. And then you know, the first adult relationship I got in, I got married. Mm-hmm. That didn't work out. Then I hopped right into another relationship. That didn't work out. But you know what is working out and keeping me happy right now? Being single. Yeah. Dating. And you're having more fun, than allowed to do that. Hanging and banging. Yeah. Like it's it's working for me right now. And until someone literally like I mean and you're not, being honest with people about that's it. You're the not thing. like I'm actually like, I'm not over. saying I'm only talking to one person. I'm mm-hmm. talking to a couple different people. Like I'm I'm dating. I'm single, you know, hang and bang, like whatever. I can't do that right now because I'm on injections. Yeah. But I see nothing wrong with that because I'm like until someone like sweeps me off my feet, not literally, but mm-hmm. makes me only want to be with them, then that's like I'm I haven't had that yet. And until mm-hmm. I have that feeling with someone, I'm not going to date someone where I'm still like looking the other way at like someone else. Yeah. Like I will not commit to someone unless I'm in 100. Yeah. And I don't feel that with anyone yet. Mm-hmm. Like there are a couple people in the picture right now where, you know, we're going to see where it goes. I'm not having sex at all right now. So I'm forced to take things. Why can't you slow. have sex when you're on injection? Because I could turn into Octomom, Rachel. Oh, yes. Oh, God. Literally, I'm making myself fertile. I am just producing so many eggs right now that if I were to have sex, I terrifying. I know. So I'm like, she is closed for business. Oh, my God. I didn't even think about that. That's terrifying. Yes. So I um, yeah. So I'm not doing anyone right now or anything like that. But um, it's just I'm at a point in my life where I know that I'm not ready to settle down because the next person I get in a relationship with, I think will be my forever. I'm not Mm -hmm. going to get in a relationship with someone unless I see it going the long run. Then why don't I just casually date and hang and bang? Why am I going to commit to someone Mm -hmm. when I'm I'm not? Why waste a couple years on someone that you're only iffy about? You know, that's wasting their time too. Do you think you'll get married again or want to? Um... I don't know. As of right now, I say no, but also like I act like a hard ass when I'm really a softie and I'm yeah. like, ew, I'm never getting married again. You'll Fuck get married that. Again. I if I do, it will be on a beach in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. Whoever it is I get married to is gonna be okay with that because that is what I envision if I ever walk down the aisle again. Yeah. But I'm not. I'm never having a big wedding. If, if I get that, married, no, I just. No, I already did that. Did the big wedding not for me? I can't even plan nope. my own birthday party. I yeah. don't like planning big things. I don't want to waste money on it. No, I just I don't like it. Been there, done that. Don't need to do it again. But and also like I don't even know if I want kids for sure. Like going back to the egg freezing mm-hmm. thing. That's why like right now I am putting myself through this very selflessly. Mm-hmm. Because what if the right guy does come along and he wants kids and I'm 39 years old, been on birth control for, you know, what, 25, 29, however many years at Mm -hmm. that point. And I like can't have kids. Yeah. So I'm just like, I'm doing this now because 
I am being optimistic Mm -hmm. that something is going to work out for me in the future. And when it does, I have this backup option. I have this insurance plan. Mm -hmm. And, you know, also another thing is kind of smart. Yeah. And another thing I thought of, like, I could get in a car accident tomorrow and have my cervix and uterus crushed. I might have to have a hysterectomy and never be able to carry my own child. But with eggs on ice, I can still have a biological child with a gestational surrogate. So I just think now it you're is convincing me again. You know, I think it is a very smart thing for women to do if you can afford to do it, mm-hmm. and you know, you can your body is able to take those hormones and put yourself through it. It's only a few weeks for you know a lifetime. Yeah. Like I well, just it also cost money, but that's what I'm saying. If you can afford to yeah, do yeah, it yeah. and if your body, you know, is okay to be put through those yeah. hormones and everything, like some people are terrified of needles and can't, I, I mean, if oh, you follow my Insta me. story, like I give myself the shots and like, I was talking to my friend Logan today and he's like, Oh my God, you're so brave. I love you. And I'm like, dude, it's like low key kind of fun. Like, thank God I'm not an actual addict yeah. because like I have fun with the needles. I'm like, <laughs> do you want to watch me inject myself? <laughs> like, It doesn't bother yeah, it me. It wouldn't bother me either. No, it does not bother me at all. I mean, I've like, 22 tattoos like I, needles don't bother me I inject my face every three months I love it yeah it wouldn't bother me either but um so would you recommend like first step people just get their fertility checked at least definitely just get your blood work done check your levels see where you're at because some doctors might say you know like you don't need to do this at all like we don't recommend it right now but my doctor said around 29 or 30 like that is a good age mm-hmm. if you want to think about it to do it and Again, it's not cheap. So if yeah. you can afford it, I recommend it. The meds alone are between five and ten thousand oh, dollars just for the injections. Mine this round were only five thousand. Mm-hmm. Last round were about seven thousand. And then depending on how many ultrasounds you have, how much blood work you have, the labs mm-hmm. and all of that, it can be anywhere between a total of ten to twenty thousand. It can be on the lower end where the meds are only 5000 and then everything else is only 5000 and then, you know, $10,000, you're done. Does that just depend on your insurance? It just, it, insurance doesn't really cover this, okay. which it should. And that's kind of bullshit that it doesn't because mm-hmm. this is, a, a, it's a medical thing. It's something that like. I, but I think that they know people will do it without that. Of course. And people do. Yeah. But I just, I really just recommend it. Like I cannot say it enough I'm such an advocate for this like I'm as much an advocate for Botox as I am for freezing your eggs <laughs> literally very similar, very similar. you know but I'm just like I highly recommend it I would never tell anyone not to do it okay like it's it's I've been pre- pulling a lot of my friends that have had it done yeah you uh, who else my, well my friend Yanni had it done and she's I don't know she's not as like adamant about it as you are but I just, I think because of how low my levels were and the first round, we only got nine eggs and people might think, oh my God, that's nine babies. No, mm-hmm. it's nine eggs. They're not fertilized. They're not genetically tested. So that's not So it's lot. like, no, it's not at all because once they're fertilized and then, you know, then that's okay. Nine embryos. Then once, you know, you check all the chromosomes and genetically test them all, there might only be two that are good. And that's not even to say that those two, once implanted, are going to take. I could have a miscarriage. Like, Mm -hmm. there's so many things that could go wrong. So I know if I'm going to have kids, I was an only child for 13 years. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't want that unless I'm 42 and, you know, I can only have one kid. Then that kid's going to be really fucking spoiled and Mm -hmm. live a great life. Yeah, good for But ideally, I mean, ideally three, but, like, two is, like, 
I think, perfect. Like a boy and yeah. a girl. If I had two boys, I would probably try a third time for a girl. Yeah. But I also, with doing it this way, you can pick the sex. Yeah. Because oh. you know when the embryo, you'll mm-hmm. know if it's a boy or a girl. But but not necessarily if you only have a limited amount of eggs, right? Correct. Yeah, okay. So, you know, if I only have two good ones and it's only two boys, then it's like, okay, well, that's all my chances. Yeah. But by doing it a second round, I'm hoping, even if I only get nine more, that's mm-hmm. 18. Mm-hmm. And that's amazing. That's good. That's enough. Yeah. And this time... Oh, so they, keep, they kept the first nine, obviously. Oh, yeah, so totally. you just get nine more. Okay. Yeah. So, but this round, so um, they count your follicles, and mm-hmm. I don't know all the technical terms and all of that, but when I started the first round, I had three follicles on each ovary. Mm-hmm. And this time, I started out with eight on one and five on the other. Oh, great. So more than double where I started out last You're gonna time. You're going to be Octomom in no time. I know, right? <laughs> so today, I just had to start a new shot, um, a new injection called... Called, um, Gan- uh, it was called Cetratide last time. I think, um, what is it called exactly? Ganarelix, I believe. Um, and it, that's just another hormone? Ganarelix, yes. So that actually prevents me from ovulating. Because okay. if I start ovulating, then I'm losing the eggs I'm producing. Oh, so it, now it. they have to like stop it so I don't get a period because I can't lose all of the eggs that I've been producing. Sense. Okay, that makes sense. So that also, the Cetratide I was fine with. The Ganarelix has made me a little nauseous today, mm-hmm. which I had to get on an anti-nausea pill, and I'm drinking a soda water right now. My stomach's a little calmer now, which is great. But there are certain drugs that are, like I did Gonol F the first time, and this time I'm on Folistum. I did Cetratide last time, and this time I'm on Ganarelix, and they're more cost-effective. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if those weren't around last time or why I spent more money last time. Yeah. But there are alternative options out there that, I mean, granted, it made me a little nauseous, but I'm like, you know what? It was a couple hours. I feel fine now. And it's a very small sacrifice to make for a future. Yeah. Well, that's great. Well, Chena, yeah. thank you for doing this. Thanks. And thank you for schooling me on the whole egg thing. I need to I need to at least get the fertility. Yeah, test. just if you even if you want to come with me on one of my appointments mm-hmm. and just like get some blood work done, that's just I think the first step because then you'll know your levels could be perfect because I mean, like we're about same age. Yeah. So, you know, yours should be between 1.4 and 4.2. Mm-hmm. And if they're even 1.4, that is on the lower end, you wait a few more years, they could drop. Okay. So, I think it's just good for everyone to get checked. I mean, same as you get checked yearly and you know you get a pap smear and you check all of Mm -hmm. that I think it's smart to get checked for this it's a simple blood test Mm -hmm. that just lets you know where your body's at so you know when if you're not ready you know when to freeze your eggs or not and it's just especially at my age I feel like so many women are just like you know oh my god I'm in my mid-30s I need to get married I need to have babies like I'm getting old and it's like with this you don't have to to worry about that relationship that might not be the exactly that Mm -hmm. stress is completely gone because Mm -hmm. I'm like even if I don't meet the love of my life until I'm 40 mm-hmm. and I say I'm too old or can't carry my own kid, I can get it's a fine. gestational surrogate yeah. and, you know, she can oh, carry it for you've me. You've almost fully convinced me now. I just, I, I really, really do recommend it. Well, tell everyone where they can find you. Not that you need to, but you know. <laughs> so uh, follow my podcast, Shenanigans on Podcast One or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. I have episodes out every Tuesday except for this week where um, sometimes we go on Wednesday, Thursdays, depending on my availability. Mm-hmm. But um, also I'm at 
Sheena. It's S-C-H-E-A-N-A on all social media platforms. Sweet. Yeah. And I have new music coming out soon, Ooh. too. Where will you release that? Um, that'll be on iTunes, Spotify, on all of the Awesome. When's platforms. it coming out? Do you know yet? Um, we have to master it in a couple of weeks, and then I'm going to shoot a music video, and hopefully by the end of summer, I will have two more songs out. How exciting. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you. You guys can follow me on uh, social media at Rachel N. O'Brien. That's R-A-C-H-A-E-L-N-O-B-R-I-E-N. Bye. Bye.